and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Who Asked You, the podcast absolutely nobody asked for, but we are going to provide. My name is Caleb LaChapelle, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ross Parker and Alec McBride. How's it going, boys? What have we been up to? What's up, boys? It's good to see you both back here. Listeners, great to have you all back with us. What happened? Um, I wasn't looking at you guys. What happened? Why is Alec laughing? I wrote Ross go fires into the chat, and then it just I just was laughing at that because I thought you read it. <laughs> but apparently you didn't, so it doesn't matter. So, oh. Ross, what have you been watching, man? So, I have been watching, uh, let's see, keep going through uh, new episodes of you, of Mr. Robot. I've been watching that. Rewatch Queen's Gambit, as I showed to my dad, and now he's hooked and binging through it. Um, not a ton of other TV shows. Oh, I totally forgot. Uh, the Chef Show on Netflix with Jon Favreau. The movie? Oh, that's not good. the movie. the The show where like him and the guy's name's Roy. He was the chef that was in that movie with John Favreau. They go around the country to, like all these different cook places and meet up with the chefs and stuff. And they show like oh, how like all their meals are made. Like he's had show episodes with Wolfgang Puck. So he goes and they they literally meet like some of the coolest people and they show like all these crazy methods of like cooking and it's actually really like satisfying to watch. Um. And then also the new Euphoria episode, the mini episode. I don't know what we want to call that. Special episode. Special episode with part one for uh, Rue. Yes. What was your opinion? Don't it... spoil anything else. Alec, this may not be. <laughs> she almost fell out to take his headphones off. Um, again. We um. We can do I'm... this without spoiling it, I think. Yeah, we can. We can. Um, I think this did a nice job of picking up where season one left off. Yes. It doesn't give us all the answers. And then it, I think it does a great job of explaining the mental headspace Rue is in, which if you watched any part of season one, you know, she was never in a great mental headspace. Oh really? Cause she ODs. Not great <laughs> might be an understatement, but yeah. Not, yeah. So I enjoyed it. And then also we, we just got to see like her mental her fractured psyche her fractured mental psyche and just like the delicate balance that she's trying to work to some high school who's trying to figure her shit out and so it, we also got to see like a fun like imagination of her like where she mentally wants to be yeah and i found it to be really engaging to have it the conversation through her sponsor yeah and have like the back and forth between them where I forget the guy's name. Um, the I, actor or the sponsor? The sponsor um, in the show. Yeah, it's... I don't remember. But what regardless... Is it? His, I gotta find it now. Keep going. His, char- his character was one where I don't think we got to see enough of him in season one, and he got to get fleshed out. Ollie. That's what it is. Ollie. Ollie. Um, yeah, I, we didn't get to see a ton of him in season one not as much as i think his character could have been utilized and so i think it was cool to see his character get fleshed out some yeah that's kind of where i was at. i mean i think it works because i think it's going to end up being like a bridge like we're going to see where rue's at we're going to see where uh jules is at and then i have a feeling season two is going to be a time jump like there's going to be some separation there possibly um I don't. I feel like when you when you say time jump, like what do you mean? Because there's like the Marvel's Marvel Endgame time jump of no, like four no, no, years. No, 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 
not you, not anything significant like that. Like four or five months. Yeah, I, I I could see that. That seems feasible to me. I'm curious what the time was from the end of season one to this. Um, I don't think it was very long. Well, it again, I don't know firsthand, but like from someone leaving the hospital after an overdose, I yeah, to like where I she got to now, just she seems like she's in good ish health. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I I don't know if it was like it, it at least is some several weeks, month or two after the end of the first season. And to our listeners, if you notice pauses. We are distracted because we are watching Alec as he is swiping through Tinder because he is completely disengaged from our euphoria conversation. I think that means it's time to move on. Alec, Ross, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we go on so that Alec uh, stops distracting us? No, that's all I got. Caleb, what's your final thoughts on the euphoria special episode? I don't have any. Alec, what have you been watching? (laughs) Take your time. It's all right. I was just dicking around because it's just when you haven't haven't seen. Yeah. is, Is that your humble brag of the week? Sticking around on Tinder, yeah, let's go with that. I'll take it. Mid pod, TL. Um, you dirty whore. It's that wasn't called for. That was just really called for. You earned hot. that. That got you hot. You earned I thought, that. I thought we were over slut shaming on this podcast, Ross. dude. You earned that. We did declare. Yeah, I think we did declare that. It, it was one of our many declarations, <laughs> <laughs> along with we stand K-pop. And BTS. BTS specifically. And that's number definitely. one. So. Ran out of, oh, yeah. Ran out of likes. That's what I wrote. Yeah. All right. So. Only two things I've watched. The Queen's Gambit. And The Mandalorian. This is my life when I get off of work. Course. How did you like The Queen's Gambit? I've never been so intensely watching chess before in my entire fucking life it makes it so interesting it is so intense and i'm just sitting there like i don't know damn thing they're doing but shit i'm kind of thinking like now the next time they do one of these things there's going to be like big groups outside like playing chess on a chessboard like watching oh 100 percent yeah i I think your fan base caleb i think you said when you first told about queen sam but i don't know what the fuck they're doing I just hope she's winning what's going on i i just hope beth is winning and i hope she's beating the shit out of them yeah, I like. It's not like any, it's not like football where I know that like there's a scoreboard with like uh, telling me this so like where people are, what's the field position. I, nope, I'm sitting there like, man, that rook. Uh, they, they just she just castled. That's it. That's I. I know that that was the one thing I knew. Also, the best part of that one of the I, best flash forward openings to a series of all like since Breaking Bad. Totally. Yeah. So well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny, Alec. You threw out Castle right there because none of us know what the fuck Castle actually is. Uh, oh, I I think I do. It's when you're you're you when switch you your rook and your king. Your, knight, your king. Sorry. Oh, yeah. wait, that's called castling. That. Yeah, yeah. It's like the it's the only at the trick. start of the game when they're still all in the back. It doesn't matter when, as long as that you never move the rook or you never move the king, you can castle. Right. Yeah, that's the only sly trick of chess I know, and I don't even know if that's correct. I think that's what it is. It it is. I think you have to move your knight first or something like that. It has to be clear. That's all I know is the rook has to be stayed in one position. The king has to have stayed in one position. Nothing can be in the way. But then they're like, oh, 
I use a Sicilian defense, or I use a Queen's Gambit, or I use a closed Sicilian. I'm like, I don't even fucking know what the first Sicilian was. Yeah, now you're changing, changing Sicilians on me. Now oh, there's a closed oh, Sicilian. Like, are we talking like baseball stances? I'm so confused. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. like it's it's so odd to me. And the amount of reading she goes through. Like I was like, how many strategies oh. are there? Oh, and they're just and she's like playing old games in her head at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, if that's what it's like to be an elite player of like anything, wow. I think chess is on another level of that, like studying. I feel like that's just still though. Hundred like, percent, I think so. I feel like if you just look at certain people, like if you're a coder, that's how you look at stuff too. I like, guess tons of mathematicians that say that that's how they see things. They just see it in front of them. Uh, there also are like pitchers in baseball that have extended their careers significantly by just studying the shit out of everyone they play and knowing where to throw. Oh yeah, I mean that's yeah. yeah. Pitchers, catchers, as long as you study who it is. I mean Ted Williams got to 400 by guessing. Yeah, did like he, I? He'll tell I think, anybody. I think I threw this in the group Twitter thread in the second episode when Beth goes to the store and starts like buying clothes or when she made money from the Kentucky. Uh, R.I.P. Mr. Oh. Shabble. She never paid it back. Yeah, yep. she never played Mr. Shabble. Uh, I guess that should have been a spoiler alert. Whatever. Um, when she goes to the store and is like buying all that stuff after winning money from that Kentucky State chess competition, someone pointed out that at one point she walks by a comic book stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of like 90s this, comics. Yeah, yeah this from the 90s. Show, this is a show that takes place in like the 60s, late 60s, and all the comic books were like from the 80s and 90s. That's just that's a tight inaccuracy on a game of chess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's a complete movie based on chess. I'm like, all right, they're not going to get everything right. Like, apparently, it's like a big no-no to talk during chess, and they were doing it the entire time. Yeah, I guess so. You know what was really crazy was like, I guess, uh, oh god, Heath Ledger was like destined to direct the movie of this, but uh, due to his untimely passing, he never got around to doing it. Really? Mm. Yeah, he was destined to. He like loved the book apparently. I saw. I don't remember where I saw. I didn't even know that thing about Heath Ledger, but I saw somewhere where this was supposed to be a movie. I think this worked out a lot better working as a TV show. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do that in two hours. No, you don't build up. I don't know. You might have to have the director of Ford versus Ferrari do it because that was another movie where I was like another piece of art where I was just like, wow, this is really great for how intense it is. Like you know, like I mean, it's you're getting me into like i'm not a huge big like race car person yeah like i i they did a good job in that movie yeah i've never seen any of the fast and furious you'll never see me at a nascar race i barely watch anything i love fast and furious but it's not for the cars it's yeah i I mean (laughs) all right yeah um family it's all about the family it's for the it's for the the community that they've built together it's all about family alec yeah i didn't get into that and living life a quarter mile at a time. You're just really going to quote everything on me? I don't even, I haven't seen it, but I know that's a quote. It's Paul Walker's quote. No, it's uh, Vin Diesel's Vin quote. Vin Diesel's? Oh, yeah, it's a Vin two, Diesel's two quote. To Paul Walker. To Paul Walker. That was, that was adorable. Adorable scenes. All right. Uh, I don't, I don't want to keep going on my Fast and Furious rant. Okay. But Mandalorian this week. Oh, oh. We're yep. going to get into that. We're going to be getting into that at the it's, end. It's juicy. And I'm told these next, first of all, I have to just say one thing. God damn it, Filoni. Just give me more. 
Give me more. From opening credit to end credit, that was a solid 28, maybe 27-minute episode. Also, the news did lie. It was 33 minutes and not less than 32. It hurt still. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I will Especially say after getting such a good long one. I, I'm told these next three are supposed to be like the biggest roller coaster. I mean, that would be sick. And I'm not. And They're I'm set up for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, yep. we'll get into it later. It's tough. It's tough, man. So Caleb, what'd you watch? Um, I am in the middle of a Star Wars Rebel rewatch. Star Wars Rebels rewatch. Which season are you? Due on? entirely to TikTok at this point. Like I just got into Star Wars TikTok, and I, I'm never leaving. It's amazing. Once you get into it, me, me and Caleb have been sending each other TikToks back and forth, constantly, much, constantly, like five, six times a day. It's Dude, great. I will, I will send you like five at a time at a time. Yeah, you like, like, you like save them up and send them all. Yeah. That's how I that's how I operate with my sister. I just send her like five at a time too. Uh you asked. I'm in season three. I am right getting where to wow, that was bad. The superior season. Yes. Great season. season. Three. Uh I'm right at Sabine's uh Darksaber like line. Training? Yeah. Okay. So what's funny is funny fact that you're watching season three. I am rereading or re-listening to, I guess. Since Caleb, Caleb and I have st- stuck to that statement. Yeah. The Thrawn trilogy, the Timothy's on new Thrawn trilogy. That, oh, okay. Like, dictates his like new canon. Um, I, I know this and I just never really brought it up. But since you're watching season three, Governor Price is actually in Thrawn, like the first novel. Oh, really? Yeah. It, so not only does Thrawn, like that first novel, like depict his like role from Chiss outside, uh, unknown Chiss world to meeting the emperor, to going through uh, the Im- Imperial Academy, to becoming a Grand Admiral. It also uh, kind of like, uh, you know, shows the story of Governor Price and how she becomes from like, I think she's like an heiress to like a mining comp- corporation on Lothal, mm. to getting into politics, to like stumbling upon the rebellion, yeah, to like outing them to then becoming a governor price. So it's like kind of like, and she, she plays ruthless politics. It's actually, I think her and like Thrawn kind of like help each other out. Cause he just doesn't understand politics, but he understands like war super well. So. Um, Oh, the Thrawn. captain, Which not one? the captain, uh, the investigator. What's his name? I can, Oh, I can never Admiral remember. Admiral Wolf What? Yeah. I, Admiral Wolf Yularen, the ISB agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which what, or Captain or which one are you talking about? The one that gets stuck with Zeb on the ice planet. Oh, you're talking about oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Fulcrum. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's he's like that's his code name. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I can ever remember. I can't ever remember his name. Anyway, he's like the best. I'm new appreciation for him this go around. Dude, I love it when they like. When they're like, he's like helping the helping the rebels out. We could talk about it because it's not much of a spoiler anymore. He's like helping the rebels out, and then like Ezra and Kanan are like, he's like, we have to make it look serious, look real. Yeah. So like they, he like force pushes them through a glass wall, and then next thing you know, Kanan's like, Ezra, Ezra. Like, what? It made it look realistic. <laughs> he just goes, yeah, no, I know, I wanted to do it. <laughs> so good. Um, oh, what I was Agent, gonna ask Agent, before, Agent Callus. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, what I was going to ask before, have you seen Star Wars? Oh, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, probably. The other animated one? Which ones? There's the Clone Wars, and then there's also the 2D Clone Wars. The 2D, like... Like, the, like Car- Cartoon Networks. The Cartoon Network Samurai Jack one? I don't know if that's what it is. Here, I'm it's, looking it up. It's like Star Wars The Clone Wars, 2D animated. It's got like Grievous. It's got like... Oh, no, that's Clone not what Wars. I'm thinking of. That is, a super, that is a really good one, in case you guys are curious. I am thinking Star Wars Resistance. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. It's like pretty... It's rough. I watched like an episode of it on Disney+. Plus. I was like, ah... I watched it. Not all Star Wars content needs to be made. I I watched it and I'm like, this is definitely more for a younger demographic. And it shows like a lot. It's not like the other shows that were meant to be like, or marketed as kid shows and weren't. Well, it's like they just didn't hold anything back in the other ones, right? You know, it's like, ah, this is the reality situation. Obviously, they just don't show decapitations, actual things of war, blood, gore. They just, they keep it clean. Yeah. But like all the like the the themes the ma- the themes of it and the motifs of everything is all just like heavy real like it's yeah. not like there's yeah but like resistance is like oh my this is blatantly a kid show like I yeah. just, like this is a ch- this is a show meant for children yeah and it gets better as you go along like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give it some credit it does kind of ramp up but uh yeah those those first five episodes man Whew, that's rough <laughs> that's rough TV. That's pretty much all I've been watching. Um, now I want to watch Rebels. It's a great rewatch. You already so, knew that. Uh, yeah. All right. Do we want to do a little... Alec, you want to give us a check-in on the Who Asked You challenge that we don't have named, really? Okay. Are we just calling it the challenge? I just called it the challenge. Okay. I feel like let's just I think take there's it. A, I think there's a popular you know, internet series called The Challenge, but we can just take it. I mean, it's not our podcast name. It's just the challenge, and we're taking we're taking a playbook out of the Mandalorian titles. Okay, challenge. what sure. is copyrights? We're fine. It's basically <laughs> the way this challenge is going to work out. It's practically going to be a parody. Probably, yeah. All right. So, as the boys stated, we are doing a challenge. In this challenge, as soon as I blow up the rules of it. It is a health and fitness challenge. It's not during the new year. It was something that we all came to agree on that we all wanted to kind of do. So we're heading into another lockdown. Yeah, we're heading into it. And oh, yeah. another holiday. Yeah, and, and another, another holiday. Ho- it's rough. But so all of us have different caloric intake goals that we wanted to hit. And there was also some fitness goals we also want to do while also mitigating the consumption of nicotine and alcohol between us and along sweets and eating out. Right. All right, so as it stands, we are. I'm just updating everybody on the point systems. If you meet your calorie goal, you get five points. You hit do a fitness goal, you hit one. Alcohol or nicotine, if you have any consumption of it for the day, it's negative one point. If you have any sweets, it's negative three, which is pretty rough, given that a lot of things can qualify as sweets. Also, and given that I broke twice in the first week, dude, that's it's not even the it's not even the worst break of this week. No, it's and not. Then, it's and then exceeding yeah. you also have a five meal you can only eat out five times for the month now you think that's a lot i'm like covering my own ass as I, before i tell everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, as it stands the meal count goes i have one left for december <laughs> ross has four left for december doing really good 
And Caleb has three left for December. I did not hold well for the meals. But as the leaderboard states right now, I think I'm in first place. Caleb is in second. Ross is in third. Ross, you just not eating enough food? Dude, I just don't eat a lot. It's not yeah. like I'm eating shit. It's just I just don't eat very much. Yeah, dude. When you have to eat a caloric surplus or maintenance, it's very difficult. It totally if, is. If you're eating a caloric deficit, anything less is better. Like It's like, oh, I don't have to eat a whole lot. Yeah. I don't know. How's that working out for you, Caleb? It's going all right, except for the times that I've eaten out. I've gotten Chick-fil-A twice. <laughs> yeah, that's a, which is one of those sandwiches is just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, isn't it like 500 calories for like just one of those things? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I, had, I Dude, before this challenge, I ate two of those with a large fry and a giant sweet tea. Yep, oh. that's it. I go for the, uh, the and like couple unsweetened tea lemonade co- Arnold Palmer combo. But uh, yes. Well, this time of the year, they have peppermint milkshakes, and those are fire. All right. We should really segue into something else before we all go out and yeah. eat. <laughs> before another- we all go get Chick fil A tonight. <laughs> before we all lose another check mark. I only got one for the rest of the December. Kind of want to keep that one in the chamber. It's not even, we're not even out of the first week of December <laughs> it's yet. It's not even the past seven days. It's literally day seven of December right now. It's not even like day seven of the challenge. We started on December like what? Third? Third. Second? Yeah. yeah I think second. I think second, it like, yeah. It was like five days. It's rough, bro. We've got this. We're going to get it. <sighs> You're chilling. Right. As long as I, I'm, I'm in the lead, but yeah, definitely need to keep. But I could lose that really fast. You eat over. Oh, yeah. If you eat over your five meal count for the for the month. It's negative five points per every time for every meal afterwards, yeah. which is like a day's worth of eating. Yeah. Yeah, that is that erases just an entire day. Yeah, it does. Um, all right. That's where we're at week one. We'll probably give you guys weekly or biweekly check-ins here. See where we haven't decided if there's going to be any sort of prize for the winner. I don't know if we put it probably just shit talking rights. Probably just shit talking rights. That works. Oh. Ross, you suck ass. What? You're in last place, bro. By like a large margin, too. <laughs> the annual Spotify wrapped uh, phenomenon happened this week. Dude, took over my Instagram feed. Oh, yes. Oh, every year, right during this How time. How did you just... guys feel about that? Because I actually enjoy seeing people's music and what oh, they so listen to. It just shocks me when something takes over Instagram's feed. And it, it is a bummer because I have like 15-minute breaks at work. So instead of catching up on people's actual lives, I'm just like, I'm just seeing what everybody listened to for the entire year. So it's like, oh my God, I'll just go to TikTok. I asked because there was one guy in my gym, a coach who he genuinely hated reading all of those. Like he genuinely hated seeing them. Like it's kind of funny to see what I don't people get, listen to. I don't get people that like think it's weird to put, when people put their music like on their stories with the like share function for Spotify, there's people that are like, oh, that's weird. Like, why would you do that? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of think it's cool. I don't know. It sounds like, like how when we put it on our Instagram stories and we tag links to listen to our podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Like our listeners should be sharing. <laughs> Hashtag shame. If you want shameless to. Plug. Hashtag shameless Please. plug. Please. Hashtag shameless plug. We could use it. Uh, Yeah. So should we all like, so story of 2020, which was your number one song. All right. Who do you think's got the best one, listeners? I'm just sitting here thinking between us. Uh, I think uh, there's going to be a good Twitter poll. This would be a good Twitter poll. 
I don't know. I feel like Caleb's going to have a good one tucked away. Are we just saying our top song or are we saying all five of them? We'll say all five of them later, but our top song is your top song of 2020, right? Yeah. It's your song of 2020. That one that you listened to the most and it says it got you through 2020. Yeah. I have my, a solid song. Who wants to start? Walk in Caleb. the Park by Jack Harlow. Okay. Which okay. I think I probably listened to. I think it told me I listened to it like 70 times. I bet you 50 of them were in a two-week span in the middle of the summer. I have uh, I have an idea of how many times I've listed in mine. I don't know how, what the exact number is. Uh, I, my top song. I might have to listen to this song, though, Caleb. I mean, it's a good song. I like Jack Harlow a lot, as yeah, evidenced right. by the fact that he shows up four times in my top five songs. Ooh. All right, Ross. I went through a big kick of listening to the same album by Jack Harlow. Ross, you can go now. <laughs> Are you fucking done? <laughs> I don't. Are you guys fucking done? I feel like I wasn't. Okay. You weren't. I was just. Uh, I was just making a. Scene. It's happened to Carl. It just happened to Ross a couple times though. It's just hilarious. It, it, you weren't made. No, it wasn't. I just made a big deal of it. Um, my top song was "Blinding Lights" by The Weeknd, which I listened to eighty-five times, and that does not include the amount of like times where he performed it live, and I listened to it on YouTube feel bad for the uh weekend slander last week now sorry about that no he deserved it not well, not the weekend ross but <laughs> i'll try i hope you step on a lego dude if there was one lego around here that would i would literally blame that on your curse because i live with <laughs> like first of all listeners i live with a 95 year old and a 74 year old so i doubt there's a lego anywhere near this place but if i do that was Ross's voodoo. It will be my doing. I don't know. I feel like retirement is when you get back into Legos. I feel I like you do it. Legos until like you're 12. And then after retirement, you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to build Lego sets. <laughs> fuck it. I feel like once I'm going to yeah, build the our, Death Star again. Our generation don't. I would totally. I feel like I'd, if I was like retired and I was like, yeah, what am I going to do for the day? Eh, it's snowing outside. Legos. Let's build the Death Star. I got to have a, I got to have a good wife to put up with all this nerdy shit. I got I'm not going to lie, guys. <laughs> Like yeah. we're like just thinking about yeah. it, and I'm like, oh yeah, what did I do when I was younger? Oh, when I was 25, I decided I'd make a podcast about nerdy shit with my friends. Man cave is gonna turn into just like Dork Cave in the next like 10 <laughs> years. It's yeah, like as our generation comes up, Marvel it's just yeah, it's literally just gonna be like lights. I'm I'm thinking about buying a lightsaber. I legitimately am. Dude, I just <laughs> it, got another. Trust my mind. I got another sale at my job, so I was like, you know what? If I get a third one, I'm gonna get myself a good lightsaber, like a good quality FX yeah. lightsaber, Obi Wan Kenobi. Not one of those Hasbro ones. I was thinking uh, a lightsaber, but I'm also playing Valhalla right now, and I think it'd be sick to have an axe. <laughs> That's just deadly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I'm like out. have it be sharp. Oh maybe shit, a, yeah. Maybe a little I sharp. Yeah, I, uh, I got. I got it in my song. Leaves from the vine, tempera lo-fi. Hmm. Interesting. Can't say I ever heard of them. It's not. It's Leaves from the Vine, the song from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. But it's in lo-fi. Is it just mm-hmm. the is it the first song on a lo-fi playlist that you listen to a lot? Or do you specifically search out that song? First one on a lo-fi playlist, and then I just also play it on repeat sometimes. It's very gotcha. calming. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you guys should, definitely should listen to it. Lo-fi is my go-to for like studying slash doing homework. Yeah. So if I'm like at work prospecting, or if I'm working on something on my laptop, I'll turn on lo-fi. Or if I'm just cooking, I cook a lot, and I'll listen to lo-fi music. I like to throw uh, like 
I listen to sad music while I cook a lot. I listen to a lot of Taylor Jesus. Swift. It's great. Oh. It's it's I listen to a lot of sad music. It's great. It's great. Teardrops, my guitar is still my number one Taylor Swift song. That's not a bad take at the, at all. Drew it's just not needs, a, yeah, that's not. Drew just needs to turn around and appreciate her for the girl she is. Okay. Uh, uh do we want to do our next? top artists now? Yes. Okay. Are we just doing one artist or are we doing all top five? Let's just go through your top five really quick. Okay. okay. And then we'll hop Caleb. over. I'll go. Uh, in order. No surprise. Jack Harlow at the top. Wow. Then into MGK. And I promise I don't think any of the streams of MGK were anything other than tickets to my downfall. Okay. Uh, Mac Miller, Taylor Swift, and J. Cole rounding out the top five. Oh, Swift, nice. J. Cole, five, right? All right. That's a strong five. It is. Um, I have a fun nut stat about my number one. Do you guys want to hear it along with it? Oh, shit. Yes. I forgot to say, I got over 100 listens on mine, by the way. Now back to you. Um, so my number one artist is The Weeknd. Yep. And I listened to him for a total of 4,605 minutes, which if you do the math, that is over 76 hours of listening to just The Weeknd. It's it's. it's- pretty sure that's pretty close to like around a couple days maybe a little bit more that's almost past like like, three days that's like three Three days days, less than four yeah that's three days of listening to just him and like i said i have listened to a lot of like live performances of his music on youtube and most of that is his after hours album so i've listened to him a lot okay keep going down the list number two hamilton the cast of hamilton oh yeah yep uh number three the 1975 uh Four Midland, the country band, and then number five Arizona. Oh, all right. So Ross and I actually have like a, a similar one. Oh, yeah. Ross and I have one, and it's the same spot too, which is crazy. Uh, number one artist George Strait. Number two Hamilton soundtrack. Yep, there it is. Same one. Love it. Three Samuel Kim. Samuel Kim uh, does uh leaves from the vine and a song called agni kai which i like listening to a lot i don't know why i like if you guys look at my top songs they're all like no sound or no voice no vocals um john legend at four and then five dean martin Mm. strong lists strong lists all around these are fun when Spotify does such a great job when these come out. Yeah, I, it's always like an event every single time. Totally is, and that's like, and we all use Spotify here, right? So I we don't mind if I share on Apple Music. Like this is kind of what makes uh, Spotify a little more fun than Apple Music because Apple Music tried doing something along with this, and it just wasn't nearly as cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, you just like can't find music on Apple Music. It's crazy. True. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy that a uh, platform designed to like give you music just you can never find the one you're looking for. All right, so right. what was your what was your top five songs? We'll try to rattle off those really fast. Um, Walk in the Park, okay. Rotten by Jack Harlow, Heavy Hitter by Jack pa- Harlow, What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow, and then Workout by J Cole. Damn what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow. Oh. Jack Harlow. I told you those are all from the same album too. I literally I, like listen to this that album like. A you million gave me times four, in a two. You gave week. me the forewarning. I just didn't think it would take one, two, three, four. Oh yeah, that's 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 oh. that is consistency. All right, Ross. 
Just wait. Uh, number one, Blinding Lights, The weekend. Number two, The Imperial March. Oh. Yep. Number How three, many times number... did you listen to The Imperial <laughs> March? <for> it <laughs> <to> be... <laughs> it's like, is Dude, that your like, pre-workout? It's only, like, it's only like a two and a half minute song. Yeah. True. It does go um, best. Number three, In Your Eyes by The weekend. Number four, Heartless by The weekend. And number five, After Hours by The weekend. Just the I, was hoping Duel, I was hoping Duel of the Fates was going to be in there too. I just think it's funny. Yeah, it's just like it's like it's like weekend, 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 Imperial March, weekend, weekend, weekend. <laughs> <laughs> your Spotify, like, uh, like your, your top like playlist of the day is just like, what are we going to make of like I don't know, fucking Sith Lord music and the weekend. Let's, let's just put that together. <laughs> That's all I need. Is he depressed or is he nerding out? I don't know. I don't both. Know. I don't know. Do, it's, like, so do we help him? Like, yeah. Either he's depressed or he's trying to take over the galaxy. It's one or the other. <laughs> if my Spotify playlist had I don't know. For Anakin, view. it was both. I, oh. I, oh. Oh. Is it wow. true? Is it true? It is true. It is true. It is true. If, my, if my Spotify wrapped had a name, it would be, are you okay? Are you okay? That's good. Uh, Alec, did you do yours yet? No, I got Leaves from the Vine, Agni Kai, Captain America main title, The Mandalorian by YSSY, which is like the Mandalorian theme, but like 80s. Okay. It's really good. And then Confrontation by Anthony Warlow. And Confrontation is actually from a play of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay, I love it. I, I listened to it. I came on TikTok one time. And that song became like my instant song that I played all the fucking time. You know what song I can't stop listening to at this point? Which one? From TikTok. It's that uh, The Corpse song. The Corpse song? Which one's that? I mean, I'm not doing it. I, it's going to be... Oh, come on, Caleb. I literally just Google. Just like look it up Corpse on TikTok. Song. It's very funny. You know what's really stuck He's in my head? He's the guy with the mad deep voice. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I know. What you, I'll look it up later. The one that's stuck in my head all the time and literally like I'll like turn it on to like make myself feel better is Fantasy X Star Wars. Okay. It's like I can take it's like it's you know, we have to play it later after the show. Or I'll send you a TikTok with it. Money. Uh, next bit of news. Big week for games. Cyberpunk. The long awaited CD Projekt Red project. Isn't it like 2077? Cyberpunk 2077? Yeah. Yep. Out this Wednesday. We get it in two days. Just like two days and two hours. Or four hours. Yes. Depending on where you live. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really excited for this game because this was made by um what's the it was like It's C D Project Red. That's it. C D Project Red, who also made the Witcher series, which the Witcher 3 is one of my all time favorite games. So I'm I'm really excited to get into this one. I'm just debating whether I want to hold off until I have a next-gen console before getting it. Yeah, I mean, investing in my like PlayStation 4 right now, it just seems very futile. Yeah, so it, a thing did come out. The next-gen versions of the game, like the ones made for next-gen, aren't coming out until March. Great. Oh. Good time for me to save up money. So it's just like the PS4 version, a little bit up for the PS5. Yeah. And same it. thing for the Xbox. I'm thinking I'm getting it on my PC, so it doesn't really matter. Care. We'll make shit's worth difference. 
for yeah. you. You know, my favorite like meme right now was of the PlayStation five is somebody has a PlayStation five and they have it plugged into like an old RCA like <laughs> TV. And he's like, y'all overhyped the graphics on this thing. I was laughing at that. I yeah. keep seeing videos of people uh, taking the side plates off their PS5 and custom giving it like custom paint jobs and stuff. I really want to do it. I just don't know what color to t- turn my PS5. I can't remember. It, there are some there it websites. A, it is a canvas. There are websites where like, you can send or like you can order like uh, certain designs or whatever for your new console. It's like not skin it, but it's something like that. Like custom skins or something like that. Hmm. I don't know if I'd send my new generation. No, the uh, the PS5, the faceplates just pop off. It's really easy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's next on the gaming list? We've got uh, next on the list, Man on the Moon 3 this Friday. Yes. Kids. Kid Cudi. Cudi. Yes. All of us have an experience with Kid Cudi from middle school to high school. Oh, We've oh. all been home alone listening to that album, Man on the Moon. Boys. It helped you through some emotional trauma at it one point or another. Some, it helped you through some a oh, breakup, yeah. a bad time at school, a friend stabbed you in the back. Dude, Maybe just being doing a fucking teenager in high Also, school. at least one of at least one Kid Cudi song was on some sports warm up growing up. I refuse oh, to believe that it wasn't. My high my high school absolutely blared the shit out of that um Pursuit of Happiness remix after yeah. you guys remember Project Project X? X? Yes. Dude. Dude, that that song did not stop playing around my high school after that movie came out. College parties never were like that, I, or no high school party was ever like that. No, no college school, party was ever. No like college that. party nope. was ever like that. Yeah, I've never met a college party like that. It was nowhere near that. Um, Kid Cudi, man. Kid Cudi, did you guys He's listen back. to the uh, Slim Shady, Kid Cudi, uh, collab single? Uh, I listened to it like once or twice. What was the name of the song? Uh, the Adventures I... of Slim Shady and the Man on the Moon. Nah, I don't that's think that's so. actually a really sick name. Which is yes. a great name. Uh, it was fine. I just, I just still love the Erase Me like music video. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got the guy who played McLovin in it, which is just amazing because he's just that he's that weird quirky actor. Yeah. And uh, it just McLovin is just a great character. Just McLovin. Super, super bad. It's just an amazing movie. McLovin. You know. Um, next bit of news: Disney looking to combine Disney Plus and Hulu into one single service. Honestly, it would just save my time from changing applications. I own both of them. I am for this. Yes. I have a feeling it's going to end up being something like. It'll just be one app, but it'll be like the Netflix, like kids almost. Disney Plus will be. Like I feel oh, like it'll yeah. be like two separate. Well, it'll probably show things. up in Hulu with like you know how Hulu has the options at the top. Yeah, I think it's gonna have like where it's like Hulu up top, and then it's like Disney Plus, and then you click on Disney Plus, and then you're like basically on Disney Plus again. It's just now on one app. See, yeah, I'm, actually, I'm actually of the opposite mindset. I think we'll keep the Disney Plus interface and how we have the different properties like Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic's up there. I think Hulu will get its own. So that w- so I think it's like so Disney can build up the Disney Plus brand. Gotcha. That's true. Because they want people to go to that app. Yeah, it'll I be mean, Disney Plus before it'll be Hulu. Yeah, and who knows? They may do something where like you have dueling main menus. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. 
I just don't know what they're gonna call it too. Like obviously, yeah, branding of Disney Plus keeps it there, but Hulu's got like a strong like it's been around for a while. Yeah. I, mean, I think they might just you might just like rebrand it as like Hulu is the live TV portion of Disney Plus. Yeah, man, there's so many things on Hulu that's just like not even live anymore. Like like I mean, they still have all the rights to like Stephen King stuff. Yeah. I mean there's like a amazing. ton of fantastic content on hulu yeah mm-hmm. i would assume like, i mean i would assume it would stay it just doesn't match the pr- the brand they're trying to build with disney plus which is why i think it's going to be like a separate menu yeah that's what we were talking about like they kept it separate for so long to keep brand like integrity and now they're going to push it together and i just like ah. but we also talked about how like the clone wars and the mandalorian don't really fit into brand integrity no not yeah whatsoever. Uh, I don't have a good segue, so I'm just going. Uh, Disney will <laughs> Disney Staying will announce in the Disney realm. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Disney will announce new MCU, Star Wars, and Pixar products at their investor day, which is Saturday. It's Saturday after this yes. episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. So, which is like fucking huge for the Star Wars verse, the world. For the MCU, we kind of know what they're all kind of doing. Like yeah, the honest. MCU. I feel like we'll get like one new TV show announcement for the MCU in a couple. Or weeks, like, probably. or like we may get something where it's like we'll get the name of Spider-Man three or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You're we'll, just we'll gonna get, get like a post or something. With MCU, it's like we know everything that's coming in the MCU. For like what the we next don't know years. is yeah, we just don't yeah. know who's playing who. Like, what's the name of it? it that's really kind of it. Or who's set to we don't know anything about Star Wars though. Next to nothing about Star Wars. Next yes. to nothing. The next like five years of Star Wars is just super unplanned. We know which is a huge problem for Star Wars. But we know, like so exciting. We it know is. so it's like in Star Wars, we know Mandalorian got confirmed for season three, right? Oh yes. they're like, yeah, they're shooting it now or like start of twenty twenty one. So we know Mando season. We know there's gonna be Mando season three. We know there's gonna be an Obi Wan Kenobi move, uh, TV show. Excuse me, and then Boba Fett at Tarkwell. That got canned. They're bringing it back. Yeah, they're they're gonna bring it back. I feel like with, with help. Well, also there's a Soka. That's Tana. a spoiler alert. Oh, that um, nice. the, it was close to one. It was close to one, but um, and we also know Taiki Watiti. Is it Taiki? Did I say that right? Close enough. Taika Waititi. Yeah. He um, he signed on for a Star Wars movie, and then Ryan Johnson has his own trilogy, which is please awesome. be the Old Republic. Please. So oh, we know it's Old Republic. We, had, we have like two concrete shows, but then we have a lot of we know this they, person's in this, we know that person's in that, but like there's not a lot. Concrete. What if they gave? What if they gave? What if they gave uh, Ryan Johnson like the Cassian Andor movies or something like that? It's not. I suppose it's supposed to be a TV show. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah, <laughs> that would suck. I Actually, would you know what I want? I want Ryan Johnson to do like an Outer Rim trilogy with just like no connection to anything. <laughs> that's what I thought the Mandalorian was for like the longest time. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, that's um, what we thought we were getting with this show. Blew that out with this. And season. then I I want an Old Republic like. TV there's show. like clone world doing... clone wars slash rebels yes style. i want they're the doing public i want more than just like one movie i want yeah. a lot of content they are doing the high republic i know that as a tv show 
yeah high republic is like just a little bit but i don't know it could be at the movies level it's content wise and a lot of it is just mainly book comic books and other art forms not tv show or movie yet but it's called the high republic and it's man, the content for it is legit a lot, of look into it. a lot of new lightsabers very diverse set of jedi i don't know what happened over the next course set like years where they just kind of like narrowed it down but I mean, that's probably due to acting processes and like less prosthetics. Um. Also, I think Respawn is making a Knights of the Old Republic game. They haven't. I don't know if it's Respawn, but I know EA is making, or there was rumors that EA was making a Knights of the Old Republic game. Uh, I think I heard EA was making a Star Wars game. I don't. I don't think I ever heard if it, what it was. I thought it was an a kotor remake but i'm not sure january 24th of 2020 from games radar star wars knights of the old republic sequel is reportedly in the works at ea hmm. all right seems weird for that to be a sequel when the last games were on xbox 360 and ps3 that's the old republic no yeah. What do we wait? What? No, those were just PC games, huh? That's the old Republic was a PC game that could be downloaded. It's not anything that could be played. Actually, there was yeah. an Xbox version of it. I swear there was an Xbox version of it. There was. But Xbox it was one. Majority... But anyway, uh, not Xbox, Xbox, Xbox One. I'm sorry. One. Just the regular Xbox. Yeah. Kotor. Yeah. Uh, unsure, unclear if Bioware is going to be involved in it. For the love of God, I just don't Bioware want just... another EA Star Wars game. Well, Bioware They're... just lost their like head, just some big time guy over there, like one of the creative leads on Mass Effect or something like that. I know they just got one back for Mass Effect. I didn't see that they lost another one, but that kind of sucks. I guess if one comes in, one has to leave. Um, Fallen Order was great. I haven't yes. finished it yet. Granted, Alec. Uh started yet but yeah. i'm still a battlefront fan and damn r.i.p r.i.p to battlefront dude those original battlefronts battlefront 2 is still like one of the best shooter games of all time one of like the most fun shooter games of all time yes. ps2 version yeah yeah definitely and the psp the psp right, version yeah. of it was dope that battlefront that one not the battlefront 2 that i'm just you know the most the new recent battlefront one. 2 yeah. so many people still play that game it's really good it's because it's the only star wars content where you can kind of duke it out with vader and like everybody it's it, it's the only avenue you have yeah. so if you're a fan you want to go play it but i mean the thing is though it's like either you hop on there every once in a while or you are the dominant apex predator on that game <laughs> there's like really no in between did either of you guys play squadrons the dog fighting yes. game I was it good? I, I haven't played it yet. I enjoyed it. It's because it, it takes place entirely inside the cockpit. I'm used to like doing dogfighting games like in the third person of yeah. the vehicle. It took a little bit to get used to, like maneuvering your camera around, getting used to like how you handle your blasters versus shield versus boosters. But it was by the time I got the hang of the game, it's actually pretty fun, and the multiplayer is actually pretty cool too. I feel like that game would be absolutely insane in like a vr headset i think that's what it was made for i think that's why you can't leave the cockpit yeah it's because it was made VR. as a vr game but which 
I can see just I've watched some videos like the guys who are like in the VR headsets like looking yeah. in the cockpit and it looks so cool. That would be so dope. Yes. Um okay. Do we have anything else to say about Disney uh new announcements? Do we have any predictions of what you think is going to happen out of Star Wars? Uh, that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, an Ahsoka Tana spin-off. Ahsoka Tano. That would be awesome. That's I, happening. I, I think from the MCU side, we won't see anything we don't know because like Alec mentioned earlier, we already know everything they're going to do for like the next three years. So I don't think yeah. we'll get anything new from the MCU, but I think from Star Wars, I think the Ahsoka Tano is a good bet. I I think Caleb and I will think alike on this one. I hope we get an Old Republic. You know something. what? I can... I can I can call what the next like TV series and movies and stuff anything that's gonna happen on the Disney Plus universe within Star Wars I can call I can call what it's gonna be based off of just these episodes yeah uh, no I could like it's gonna be and it's not much of a spoiler because this this came in last week right I'm gonna be talking about last week's show of the Mandalorian I say we save that. I'm, I'm, but I'm gonna we, call it here for the rest of the rest of this, all this stuff that's gonna come out on Friday. Bring it back up again in our review. No, not like I'm not not the review, but like last week's episode, the not the tragedy, but. Well, oh yeah, that one's Jedi. fine. Oh yeah, I think go for it. Yeah, sorry. When I mean last week's, I do mean one that not that we. Yeah, so the Jedi. Obviously, if you saw it, there was a big reveal in the middle of it. I'm banking these next like seasons of star Wars and content that comes out. If it's not a prequel like Kenobi or another one that we're going to have to talk about here in a minute, it's going to be heir to the empire just in a format of television shows. It's going to be like the CW flash style where all these different TV shows are going to connect across having a main one, main villain. That would be awesome. That would be very cool. Um, and I'm calling it. That's my, like my long shot here. All right. I like that. We we basically get like the MCU. What but... Jessica Jones never could. Yeah. Yeah. For Definitely. Star Wars. Yeah. So we will. What Luke Cage and all the defenders can really do. Yeah, we will get for Star Wars. We will also be getting updates for Pixar. Uh, Soul comes out on Christmas, I think, and then Luca, the one about like the seaside town in Italy. That, that looks awesome uh we'll probably get some more like a trailer for that and then maybe a new project from pixar yeah pixar's always got something cooking man yeah they release like a movie every year soul looks really cool I'm excited for that that's part of the pantheon of movies coming out on christmas christmas you almost say christmas i did i literally yeah i just messed up christmas <laughs> hbo max with their release releases this year oh the christmas releases yeah like eight first of all we got wonder woman 20 wonder woman 1984 it's gonna be ridiculous we're gonna have con versus godzilla i was waiting for you guys to continue another one there's more but i don't i don't remember i I don't remember the rest neither i have my priority i have my priorities of wonder woman okay i'm looking directly at that christmas day i'm not gonna even open a gift i'm gonna go HBO Max, bam. Wonder I'm Woman. Sure is we will gift. also get a uh, pair or three or four Christmas Netflix movies in the next two weeks. 
Dude, they're already out. What are you talking about? Yeah, they're well, already coming Christmas out. Christmas Rock Chronicles. Okay, Dash and Lily was fantastic. If you, Let's throw it back to what we've been watching. I might have said this like two weeks ago, but if you haven't watched Dash and Lily yet, go watch it because it's amazing. They have claws come out. I haven't seen any of these. There's like the Holiday, which is another like that, Netflix. That was good. I watched that too. I haven't too. seen it, but it's I know it's on there. All right, let's move on. Uh, Mando. And my favorite part of the episode is here. All right, you start us off then, Alec. Uh, we'll give it a spoiler-free spoiler A spoiler-free version. All right, I'm going to give you guys the all you need to know about this episode, spoiler-free. There's no blow. Every minute of this episode counts. There's not a dull moment. There is not a slow moment, and there is not a wasted moment. Every minute you're watching pushes the plot so fucking far. You yes. Have no idea. Things tie in, things tie back to, things come, th- push the plot forward. Things just happen. And it's called the tragedy because there are two things in there that happen that made me very sad. And I'm done. And I'm probably going to ring this around for a rating because I need to go back to my rating sheet. It's good. And I believe the highest score I've given is an 8.75. I'm going to have to give the tragedy an 8.4. Nope, I'm going to give it an 8.25. I still think if you gave the Jedi an 8.75, you're never getting into the nines. Yeah, I did. I yeah, it's probably not. Unless these last two episodes really are if, wild. If I see Grand Admiral Thrawn in episode nine, it's a nine. It's yeah. a nine. It's a nine. That's fair. It but could be like I, 30 seconds and it was just Thrawn. If it's if I just see like a hologram of him, nine. I don't even care. They kill off Luke Skywalker in that episode. I'd be like, nine. <laughs> just completely do that, that'd still be a nine. Completely rewrite the canon. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't know if I can do a better spoiler-free roundup than Alec just gave. I might just give my score. I think Honestly, I'm going... I really didn't give... like I didn't give you anything on the episode, but... Like that, no, but it was like a... Bloat. It was just a hype. Yeah. It's no bloat, man. Everything's good. Um, What did I give last week, Alec? Pulling it up. I want to say it was like a nine four. You guys are very generous. No, nine five. Nine five. I loved how we were like Ross was like Ross was like I'm very conservative about it. I'm like, bro, you've had the highest scoring of us all each episode except the first one or something. <laughs> I'm going an even no an eight point nine. It's not quite a nine, but it's an eight point nine. Eight point nine. Alrighty, Ross Ringo. Yeah, I think both of you hit, it on, hit the nail on the head right there. I guess all that stuff's for a score. Um, I'm real 8.6. 8.6? 8. Mm-hmm. I forgot the high mark this week. Oh, you? yeah, you do. You do got the high mark. Let me text, Let me just put in the little spreadsheet sheet and then make the adjustments here. Nope, that is too far of an adjustment. Nope, that is actually the wrong adjustment. Okay, I'm going to have to figure out how to do that adjustment later. Okay. I thought I had it, and I don't have it. Are we ready for spoilers? 
Do you have anything else to say to the listeners yes. before they leave if they haven't lit or watched chapter 14? Yeah, episode 6, chapter 15. Okay. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it, then come back. Or if you don't care, just keep listening. But this is your last warning. We're about to head into spoilers for the newest episode of The Mandalorian. If you're taking off, have a great week, and we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Miss you already. Yep, Ross still leads with the highest score overall. Okay. Per episodes. What are the averages right now? That, that's what I mean. You're the leading averager. Uh, total score, Ross has an 8.4, Caleb at 8.3, and I am at 7.9. You'd think I hated this TV show, to be honest. Just a very strict grader. You're like that one professor in college that everybody uh, can't pass a class from. Dude, I'm like the Germany on like the uh, like the when they're holding up the numbers. Like yeah, 10, yeah. 10, 10, 9.92. Like that's what I am. Like I'm holding you to it. I'm holding them accountable. All right. It's like uh, it. I mean, that's better than you went to a lot of gymnastics at Oregon State. It's better than gymnastics scoring. Dude, <laughs> you know how hard it is to panic over a point one eight two. Yeah. Like, oh, it was rough, dude. I work like, those things. You're like doing the math in your head. Like, are we winning? Are we losing? Are we winning? Are we losing? There's a delay in between yeah. score. Oh, dude. You're it like craning most... your neck trying to see the score right as it goes up on the judges yeah, table. Nobody has a good seat in that house, bro. No. Nobody has a good seat. And the this sheer athleticism that you see there, far superior to any other sport I've ever watched. I don't care. Like, oh, yeah. Basketball, the baseball. I don't, I don't know what male dominated, whatever. I don't know, female. Doesn't matter. If it's gymnastics, it's a it's athleticism at its peak. Yeah, they are incredibly athletic people. Incredibly athletic, insanely smart. A lot of the gymnastics girls, insanely smart. Say, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I feel like almost anywhere too. I just, there's such a discipline that comes from the sport that I think it just transfers over super well. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah, not like football where you, where football you get to knock heads, you kind of hit hard, and it's kind it's obvious that it's like it's a, it's not the smartest man's sport sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. To be fair, most of the like male dominated sports are just like, are kind of viewed as that. Like hockey's like that. Baseball yeah, players aren't looked at as the smartest humans on the planet. Yeah, I mean, we, Caleb and I had that discussion where it was like we, we we've met like we've worked with so many athletes. You kind of come on. It's like it's like you, it's rare for you to run into like the smart male athlete, but it's super common to run into the smart female athlete. Oh, like yeah. it's just. Like they're just all wicked smart. I was like, damn, I'm like, damn, dude, I have dumb shit around here. Um, okay. There's been no spoilers since we said there's gonna be spoilers two minutes ago. So uh you guys just missed a little bit of Oregon State riff if you hopped out. Um That's okay. never a bad thing. That's never a bad thing. Let's do we start with the elephant in the room or do we start well I think there's two First elephants. First of all, there's in like the three elephants in the room, yeah. bro. I'm I'm talking about three things. We're talking about it. Shall I lead the charge yeah, here? Send right, it. Cool. All right. We're going to talk about this three things. The fact that Boba Fett's armor doesn't fit. <laughs> Baby Yoda is gone, which is now very tragic. And holy fucking shit. The Razor Crest is gone. Yeah. I did not know how like big deal a ship is into Star Wars until you take one away from me. And I'm like, wow. That was uh, our home. That you is like to see it. That's like, like if it, Ghost got blown up. Yeah. It's like if Ghost it's got not to that level, up, but millennium falcon is gone if like if you took the bar away from cheers 
What do you have? With that show, nothing. Nothing. That's it. Yeah, with I, that show, absolutely nothing. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, dude, the Razor Crest is its own character. Like, oh, yeah. First of all, it went through the ringer this episode. I'm going to stand on Razor Crest for a little bit. Through this, through this season. This season, bro, it killed it. Record, the Razor Crest hasn't worked right since episode one. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's it was it was being a champ. It was getting us through it. It was grinding. It, it grinded went for a swim. Ass. It drowned, bro. It did not just swim. It went straight to the ground, and they had to pull that thing out with a crane. Oh, yeah. Grogu is also missing as well. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. That's sad too. Also, Boba Fett's chunky, but I still thought, a but still was, a bad motherfucker. I loved it because I thought it was kind of realistic. Like five years out of a piece of armor he hasn't worn in a while, puts it back on, doesn't fit just as right. But I mean, yeah. Tamir Morrison still looks pretty built. It's more of like a dad, it's like a built dad bod. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, it wasn't like he was like Poof. chunking around. Yeah, but he's definitely like not as like uh. He's definitely not the old clone trooper he used to be, but he's definitely a solid. He's like solid in it though. I would say it's solid. He kicked the shit out of the empire, bro. He one arm swinged front, like with like his gaffing stick and just yeah. took out like stormtroopers helmets. Boba Fett, Mike Tyson. Oh God. Boba Someone Fett. Um, put up a cool little tidbit where the weapon that Boba Fett used was actually an ancestral weapon of what was the actor's name again? Tuscan Raiders. Uh, sorry, who? Tamir that, Morrison. Oh yeah, Tamir. Yeah, Tamir. yeah. So the weapon there was like supposedly like an ancestral weapon from his lineage. I forget if if he's Samoan, Polynesian, what it was, but the it was a that was a type of weapon or similar to what that culture used i'm gonna oh, go cool. i'm gonna yeah, go so similar because it looks exactly like all the other tuscan raiders gaffing sticks so whether they took it from the pacific islander heritage or it was just really similar i, I assume it's that because i doubt it's the exact same one because i was like no that is a tuscan raider gaffing stick i know that for a fact but the way he handles it i mean also and- uh what's her name fennec Fennec, uh, dude, Fennec sh- with Fennec Shan, yeah, with yeah. like the dude with like the is it one eighty? Yeah, the one eighty like quick scope turnaround off the building. Yeah, yeah. Homie, she was th- you- she was throwing clips out there, dude, dude. Homie, you know she'd be like she'd have her own live stream on Call of Duty. She'd totally have her own. Oh live no, she no no no. It's like it's YouTube two minute highlight clips for her. Oh, yes, two minute, two minute edits. But that's yeah. just her everyday life. Throw it back to the uh, to like the 2008 turns out, YouTube um, scene. Yeah, dude. kind of a little surprised that that little bitch, what's his name, that ki- killed her last season. She's still yeah. alive, and now basically had her insides replaced with electronics or ma- her and uh, Maul, best friends. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. she still has her real legs. True. Nobody dies um, in Star Wars, guys. In case you guys I'm, are curious, <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I'm real bad just a bit to Boba. I, Caleb, I don't know if I've ever talked about this with uh, you out, but Caleb knows firsthand how much I fucking love Boba Fett. I know I shit and, on Boba Fett just because you love him, and I, it was so insanely high for me seeing the armor back on. Yeah, it was kind of funny that he's a little pudgy, but it's like we talked. It didn't matter. It. It, it didn't matter like at all. Like. <laughs> He was still out there pistol whipping the shit out of motherfuckers. And we got to see some stuff that I hadn't seen before. Like, I don't know if it was just me, the little wrist blasters. I didn't see those or the knee blasters. 
Those they were awesome. Are the mini rockets are cannon from uh, the oh geez, what's, what's it called? Like the Star Wars Almanac. They always produce yeah. it. Yeah, it's one of those books where they, they it's like it's like the canon content. Yeah, super new that they had to come in, and I do believe this was a huge redemption arc for Boba Fett and actually making him cool. Well, yeah. what's wild is that Boba Fett got so much love from the original trilogy, but he did so much more to justify his character in this episode alone. Bro, he didn't do anything shit in the first than, three movies. Yeah, than anything in the original movies. Yeah, he uh, he got hyped up a lot in the original movies, but when you really look at it, it's like, really, what does he do? He doesn't do a lot. Like shows up around a corner every once in a while, looks left or right, doesn't say much. His Clone Wars self and also even did the, more. Uh, and also the um, little funny banter after Boba Fett blew up the ships is just that. That was actually that really was good. I loved that. That was good. Nice, nice, nice shot. I was aiming for the other one. I was aiming for the other one, and you can tell he one hundred percent was like, uh, in how am I trying to say this? In that realm, in that world, you can tell he was just being very candid and straightforward. So that's just his character's personality, but it just came off purely sarcastic. Yeah, just it was great. It was great. I've watched that scene where he just tears through stormtroopers so many times. Oh yeah, I, I watched it's that just so many times. beautiful. It really uh, is beautiful. A little bit of looking forward before we get to. I don't know. Should we do Grogu first? Grogu's gone. Jeez, it's terrifying. Bunch, right? of, bunch of dark troopers came down, just yanked Snatched him out. What's even more terrifying is the end when they yeah. show him just like just fucking force choking and sliding around some stormtroopers. Yeah. And he is just, he is very angry and afraid. Very much. Uh, to those of you that haven't watched like Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, Every time you have a Jedi, they're gonna have a dark side phase. It's it's like a teenage emo band phase, but it's a dark side phase. Yeah. Anakin and Ahsoka showed this off many times. I rarely. So did Ezra. Ezra. Ezra, Ezra had a Ezra. Sith master. <laughs> Ezra had yeah. Darth Maul as his coach. I have to admit, only Jedi that really never had like a dark side moment. Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Obi Wan. And I mean, I think, that's debatable. I mean, considering, well, it's not debatable that he had a dark side moment, but like the total devotion to the Jedi rules with his like potential kid. Well, did I not send you that TikTok? Which one? Oh, I I found like a two TikTok thread of uh, this girl going through reasons oh, why Obi Wan and uh, has Duchess a kid Satine. On, and Satine have a kid. Yeah, I mean that's there. That is a big theory, though. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. I, I I would be hyped for another Kenobi to be in this universe, right? That would be But sick. at the same time, there's also something to be said about him not breaking the Jedi rules and him being the the Perfect. quote unquote the Jedi. Like, yeah. you know, like mm. Mace Windu kind of sucks with his whole turning on Anakin and misusing his powers. Master Yoda kind of did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like Obi-Wan's just like following rules and doing what he's supposed to be doing. And it's there's a lot of praise to that. But damn, I would love another fucking Kenobi in this universe. That would be right. sick. Just somebody that's that, just What sassy? if that's what the Kenobi uh, series is about, him and Satine? I mean, at that point, I feel like it's, 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 uh, if with the Jedi, like, kind of numbered, right? Uh, they, this is, it's, I don't know if this is canon, but it's also, uh, it might be a Legends. Uh, Akidim, uh, what's the, what's the one? 
one that lets the pinhead Jedi. Oh, oh um, the Kitty Munde yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's close to that. Yeah, he's, yeah. The one who a, dies in the first battle on Battlefront Two. Yeah, he does. He dies on. <laughs> uh, he dies on Kashyyyk. No, is he? No, he wants. No. He constantly is memed about like we need to get reinforcements to Kashyyyk or something like that. Yes. Um, he is a Syrian, and apparently on his planet, the uh, the ratio of male to female is as uh, one male per twenty females. So they wow. don't have. So they have a reproduction problem. So. Yeah. He was granted immunity from the uh, celibacy rule within the Jedi Code, and he could actually go out and have multiple wives, so that he could help like keep his uh, species populated. So you're saying he fucks? Yeah, Kiai Mundi. Yeah, Mundi. Yeah, multiple multiple wives, bro. Multiple. So Um, another big thing. The ga- the mini gathering the gang uh montage we got at the end. Mm. Oh yeah, they're getting the band back together. They're getting the band back together. Sort of trying with... to No, they're getting a bigger band. Yeah, they're, I mean yeah. they're getting everybody they had before with Grief Karga, Gina Karana Dune, probably the Who is now a marshal for the Repu- uh, for the New Republic. Which she's gonna right. lose that title after S episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. she's gonna help Mando break somebody out of prison. Yeah. Which is the Basically. Lee thing. I'm pretty sure they're gonna go get Cobb Vanth as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, they'll go get Cobb Vanth. They're going to get Mayfield. They're going to break him out of prison. Yeah, they're gonna get yes. Briggs Mayfield. For We're getting sure. Bill Burr back in the Mando, oh, which God. I can't. His wait. character. Yeah, his character and Mando like butted heads and contrasted so well last season. They're gonna oh, have so to. Like, also, he's... his his shoulder gun thing is so cool. That is very cool. I wasn't no shit stormtrooper. Yeah, that was so dope. He's going to come in. I'm wondering who else. Like, Ahsoka Tano, she might come in. I, maybe she might come in. It's not really sure. I definitely I wouldn't feel, be surprised if uh, if we get Bo-Katan. I definitely I, I feel believe like we're going to get Bo-Katan. Because it's, it's, it's him going I, up. I, I hope Mon- that was Sabine with her. Well, well, we talked, well, we saw it earlier in this season where um, Bo-Katan, no, when they not. rated. What? Sorry, I'm working through my own dumb brain. Yeah, that no, wasn't Sabine. Keep going. Man. Not Sabine. So, Bojatan, when they raided that Imperial ship or whatever, Bojatan was asking where uh, Moff Gideon was because she wants the dark saber back. So, there just hap- this just happens to be one of those scenarios where you can see where their interests will over- overlap. Yeah, their interest is going to overlap a lot in this next episode. I mean, this in this pursuit of Moff Gideon and regaining Grogu, right? Yeah. Yes. So, I think that's like going to happen. I think, I don't know, Ahsoka Tana is just really difficult because it's like, the, I don't know if you guys saw, but Dave Filoni recently made a question, uh, made a statement about that questioned the epilogue of Rebels. Did you guys watch that? Uh, No. So at the end of Rebels, you get an epilogue where oh, yeah, yeah. The, Ahsoka Tana, yeah, so Ahsoka Tana and then Sabine Wren go looking for Ezra, right? Yeah. He like points out, he's like, hey, you guys don't know how much time has passed from when the ending of like Ezra Bridger goes missing to when the epilogue is. He's like, he's like, I'd never stated, and there's nothing that's ever stated when that was. So people are now speculating that like that scene hasn't happened yet in the Mandalorian timeline. Like Ahsoka oh. is looking oh. for where Grand Admiral Thrawn is, and then she's gonna go find Sabine Wren on Lothal 
and be like, and go get Ezra. And we're gonna they're gonna go get Ezra. Mm. So the that's the part like now that is like would a, be such a dope tie-in. So that yeah. would technically be the Ahsoka spinoff is her going to look for Ezra Bridger in the unknown region. It re- this these next couple of episodes, how much they play Thrawn and Ahsoka is really going to be telling. I I think one interesting thing about this episode was last episode there was so much shit that came in of like how the tie-ins go, all the different ways the universe can go. This one, this episode kind of proceeded on a more linear path where it just advanced this this plot moved bro this moved like an 80 yard running foot or like a rush it moved you know what i'm talking about like made up for the early uh kind of those first four episodes where it's just like playing like made up for the for the frog lady yeah Yeah. fuck the frog lady the funny part is is like we've i don't know i've been telling it i've been saying like mandalorian season two has been playing like a video game but other people are like agreeing with me on like different youtube channels where it's like it's like go quest, do thing, come back, do action of quest, come back, get new yeah, pieces of mean, information to go do another quest. Yeah, it's a procedural. I mean, that's what yeah. the show's always been. Not to this um, level. It's, it seems there's like also season one there's also a, a logic fallacy. I just want to point out in here real quickly is just thinking out loud. Why would Boba just wait for a real dangerous Mandalorian? to have the armor instead of trying to just go and take the shit from Cobb Vanth, who 100% is less deadly than Mando. Definitely. That is a huge, like, answer that we want. I don't know whether it was, like, maybe he, like, pledges allegiance to the Tusken Raiders for saving him, and he couldn't leave until the, whatever, the crate Dragon was dead. That was my theory. Because he, he owes a life debt to them or, for saving him. Or he lost it in some sort of like legitimate honor thing with uh Cobb Vanth and he couldn't take it. I that's the Maybe, other part. I, I don't know where it comes into play. Me mentally I could easily my most logical argument for this is that Boba thought maybe going to an actual Mandalorian and appealing his father was a Mandalorian that his father fought in the Mandalore civil war that appealing to his actual honor would be easier than just trying to fight a whole village for it, I guess. I guess that's my logic. Does that make sense? Could also be it. Yeah, I know. It's definitely an answer that we... It's definitely a question that we need to be answered for sure. Mm-hmm. Or not, really. It's kind of one of those things that could be thrown to the it, wayside. I'm cool with it not being answered. Yeah. It does leave it open for interpretation. But, the, yeah, like it was crazy that Cobb Banth had it that long. And he knew. That's a weirder part. Like Ross pointed out, like he knew they like stated Cobb Vanth had it. Mm. Yeah, that was even and, weirder too. He's like, oh yeah, Cobb Vanth had it, and he's like, why did you go get it? It's like it's your armor. You have your chain code on it. It has your name yeah, on. And it. then <laughs> wait until a legit deadly Mandalorian has the armor, and then go and try and point a gun at his kid and be like, hey, what was want to do this? Want to do a Mexican standoff right now? What was even crazier was like he knew how dangerous Mando was. Mando yeah. flew out of the mouth of a crate dragon, and, and like Bob was just watching it on top of a hill. Like, I'm gonna go get it from him. I'm he's, gonna I'm, take it from him. Cool. I, I'm gonna take it from him. him. I, I um, maybe because Cobb Banth was like a marshal or something. And he was doing good with the armor. I don't know. I, I was talking about it with one friend, and we kind of chuckled at first about it. Of like, everyone in this 
series from Bo-Katan to Ahsoka to Boba has made Mando just look like a huge little bitch. But oh, yeah. What I will throw out is I think in the first season we saw how dangerous and like efficient the Mando is. So like we know already he's a killing machine. Yeah. I think this is more so letting these individual characters kind of flex a little. Well, Maybe. the only time he really looked like bad was on the ship with Bo-Katan, and that was just because he was out of his element. He's not used to working in a team like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. He doesn't look bad during these last like twenty six minutes. He's like, it's him and Finnick. Yeah, and there, and he's like trying to protect Finnick, but Boba. But Boba now gets to go kind of like it's kind of like if you have like a camp, you have like two people that are camped down and they're taking fire, and then you have like the third person just flanking the shit out of everybody and just going to town on them, and that's sure. what Boba was doing. Like Boba just went full on fucking man mode. Yeah, yeah. And I mean it was everything. And it, Mando was just taking hits, bro. He oh was yeah. Just, he was just ah, man. He was taking them all, and it looked painful. Dude, yeah. Phoenix yep. like also playing like great bodyguard. I like Phoenix like you know hit like shoot and run kind of style of, like uh, fighting. I think Ross was talking to his dad, but that that three sixty quick scope that Fennec hit. No, uh, yeah, that right into the face highlights. I was like, damn, face clan, I like, bro. I was like, I was like, I was like she's she's better. I was like, she's better, man. That's real life. That, that's one that makes it onto your TikTok highlight reel. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna make a, a Fennec Shan like Fortnite character set to some like sad e-boy edm song that'd be great <laughs> yeah that'd be great i'm trying to think of anything else i was just kind of like i think we got to see like uh, tython which was interesting it looks yeah. nothing like anything from the old republic i mean yeah that that rock was just super weird we do get to see that grogu is like pretty in tune with the force at this point yeah, definitely feel yes. like he chose to be Jedi. I really wonder what he saw. Who knows about him now? Which is still like out for right. debate. And, yeah, and that that type of that mysterious mysteri- mysterious mysterious Jedi could play a factor into the final few episodes as well. It's like a future plot device that they have for anything and everything for the future. And like you could have like a good person show up. You can have a bad Force user show up later down the road. You can have like. Two seasons down the road. It's like somebody from the unknown region heard it. Comes all the way. There was heard this weird one. sound. Yeah, I just. I, I mean, I came looking for this weird sound. Yeah, I mean, there. It's that like just doing that in any show is just opens up a lot of yeah. like possibilities, right? I so, mean, that is an open door. One thing we didn't talk about, and I'm curious of your guys' thoughts on this: of a possible Jedi that could appear up, uh, Keenlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. Whatever I thought it was Keenland Quinlan Voss, yeah. Just hypothetically, isn't he still around? Shit, which one was he? I think it's this one. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, I think he died died in Dark Disciple, which is also where uh, Saj Ventress died too. Oh, Saj is dead. Yeah, she died in Dark Disciple. Oh, then I I retract my point. Um. I Let me. Um, I I am googling it just to be like say, safe on that statement. But what happened to Quinlan Voss after Dark Disciple? Uh, wow, him and Ventress have a love story. That's gross. that's hot. Speaking of Ventress, <laughs> I love gross. all the, and all the TikToks. I love all the TikToks of like 
talking about how Ventress is just trying to fuck Obi-Wan the whole time, like the entire Clone Wars. <laughs> She's trying to fuck me. <laughs> uh, let me um, see. So does it? I, I believe she does die in Dark. I know uh, Asajj Ventress dies in Dark Disciple. I'm looking to see if. Well, I was looking that up. It was cool. Also, we haven't talked about it yet that we got to see Slave One again. That was dope. Yeah. That was very cool to see Slave One. Mm-hmm. Also, very cool that he's still just driving around this old ass ship from uh, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Couldn't find anything on it, so I have to state my retract my statement that he is dead. It is unknown I, at the moment. I won't lie. When Slave One first like <laughs> arrived on the planet, I didn't put two and two together immediately of thinking, "Oh, that's Boba Fett." I thought, "Oh, that's a ship that looks like Boba Fett's." Yeah, I was, I'm not I gonna was, get Boba Fett. <laughs> I yeah, so I was not ready for that. Honestly, Ross is probably in the same boat I was last episode, where you're like your favorite character is going to come back, and you have no fucking, but you don't have belief in your favorite character coming back, right? Yeah. Like my. Favorite Do you have confidence you're going to see Thrawn in these next two episodes? No, none whatsoever. Yeah, I, <laughs> like that's the thing. I have I'm like maybe a hologram. That's a. Pure. I think you'll hear a voice. Yeah, I, I mean, think we'll get that. It depends, like because it's such an iconic. I mean, it's an iconic voice that you would know. Oh, Lars Mikkelsen's voice from yeah. Rebels. Oh, dude. Well, it's well with Boba. Is it Lars? From, well, Boba Fett for me it was like we saw Sounded the little, right to me. We saw the little yeah. cameo. It's at, Mikkelsen, him, the brothers. We saw the cameo at the end of the first episode, and honestly, it just went to the back of my mind of, oh, that's the last we'll see of him. Yeah, I mean, they gave him like one cameo in season one, and it wasn't even like a good one. It was just his boots. Which led like to a whole bunch of theories of like Cad Bane, Boba Fett, another bounty hunter we don't know about, Cobb Vanth. Some people probably pick Cobb Vanth, but we didn't know who he was, right at the time. He did exist though. Um, what else was there? I mean, Boba, getting Boba Fett's backstory was dope. Hearing that he is a true Mandalorian. Yes, uh, that was his cool. dad. His dad was a foundling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it put to truth that uh, in Legends, his dad was a foundling by a, a bounty hunter, or no, a Mandalorian called Jester. And he's the one that took him in. And then that's how uh, Django become, became who he was. But I guess his entire family gets destroyed in Legends, and Django's the only survivor of his like clan. So that's oh, why shit. he has. So that's why he has a clone of himself because like that's why he gets Boba so he can continue his line. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if Boba's right. alive, I'm looking for some clones, man. Oh, I yeah. I want to see some clones. Rex is still alive. Rex is out there. Rex is alive, man. Give me old man, old man Rex. Watching Rebels, it was so good to see old man Rex again. I remember CT7567. He's like, CT, what? That's my birth number. That's my birth <laughs> number. <laughs> I haven't heard those numbers in a while. Wolf's just going fucking crazy on the side. Dude. Wolf is terrifying. Wolf just has straight up PTSD. Uh, <laughs> He's terrifyingly in it. Oh, man, I just love. I miss. I miss Domino Squad too. Yeah. Classic. It's like losing friends. Cl- We're gonna get um Bad Batch. They're making a yeah. Bad Batch TV show. I didn't get too attached to the Bad Batch. I like. I thought them. they were. I thought they were cool. I'm. I'm so so on a whole TV show about them. I that's what I feel. I mean, because it's not it's it's not Domino Squad, man. It's just not no, like it's the not. original clones. Like Bad Batch is built different, and that's the like the part that kind of doesn't settle with me. Is like the clones are all the same, 
yet their personalities are different, which makes you like them more. Yeah. Whereas the Bad Batch are just built different, so therefore the personalities have to be different. It's like, nah. It's just like a regular squadron of people now. It's kind of like the Expendables. I was like, it, ah. it, no, that's literally what it is. It's just the it Expendables. Expendables. It's just the Expendables. And I was like, ah, they're, they're all right. But it's like, it's Captain Rex dealing with the Bad Batch. That is the best part of like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like that arc. Yeah. Yeah. I still think it'll be cool, but I'm not like super hyped about it. It's going to be good. Like Star Wars content and Star Wars content, right? Like we, yeah. we could sit here and I could watch, well, bad watch Star Wars. It. Yeah. It's pizza. Good or bad. Still good. All right. I think that, that's it for us. I think Do we have anything everything. else to talk about, Mando? I'm trying to think um, just in all case. All my thoughts are out there. Yeah. All right, so we're still taking bets on who's going to show up as the Jedi or the dark side user. I still think it's going to be Cal. Banking on Mace Windu. God, I would love it. If, I would I mean, love it so much if it was Mace Windu. I doubt it, Yeah. but I'd love it. But I doubt it for Thrawn showing up too. Like I yeah. did um, not see that coming. I mean, I'll, I'll go with the safe bet in Ezra. I will I say like that. I don't know. Luke. <laughs> I don't know. With what Alec just said. Yeah, that timeline that, plot thing. I, I would love that. I'm almost rooting for that to be the case. Oh, well, like, yeah. I, there, there is one thing I'll throw out where um, I saw this past week on Twitter, and we talked about it last week of Sebastian Stan more and more getting more traction to play a young Luke. Yeah, didn't he come in and do like a, a, a tryout technically, an audition for it? I, I don't know. I don't know. They did like apparently they did a secret audition for it, but you know, if you're gonna audition a young Luke, you gotta Sebastian stands on your list, like number one. Yeah, he is to be honest. So, but the other part, like, and I didn't, I was watching, like, I think this is Star Wars Meg, she's a YouTuber. She pointed out like the obvious choice for like Jedi to show up, right? And I was like, all right, who's the obvious choice? And I was like, she's like a new character we know nothing about. I was like, Oh, oh, that would oh. be like super obvious. Like just yeah. create a new character and like build a backstory and like how he like, oh, that would make total sense. Like I was like, oh, interesting. I didn't think about them actually creating a di- new Jedi character that now you could build more properties around. Yeah, a new ship around a new lightsaber around. We're just so used to everything having to connect to one another. Yeah, it it is kind of like the the catch twenty two of like Star Wars. We want it all to connect, but at the same time, if it connects too much, it's like a very annoying. I was about to say five yeah. degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's five degrees of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but man, I bet I, you it is like five degrees of somebody in that. Probably might be Anakin. Yeah, honestly, Anakin probably worse than me. <laughs> Just me. You know what? Would actually, be crazy if Mara Jade showed up. Yeah. Another legend character from Heir to the Empire appears. That'd be crazy. I think that'd be like the coolest thing. Because Marjade would probably bring back nothing against Ray, but she'd bring back another str- uh, no, we got Ahsoka Tano. I was gonna say we could get another female lead Jedi lead in there. Never too many. Um all right. I think if we are ready to roll here. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Who Asked You, the podcast absolutely nobody asked for, but we are going to provide. You can follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Who Asked You. That's the letter U pod. I'm at Lashapek. Ross is at rparker209, and Alec is at alecm underscore one. What up? Same time, same place. Next week, back here on Tuesday. Until then, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you later.